welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this evening's branding and cash flow call. I am glad to have everyone here. As always, if you are in the position to, please turn on your cameras and show your shining, smiling faces so that we can feel each other's energy. And also, if at any time you have any questions or thoughts, if your camera is on, you can wave, and we will acknowledge it that way. <clears throat> if your camera is not on, not to worry. You can do one or two things. You can click on participants, and from there, you, you see a small blue hand that says raise hand. You can click on that. And as always, you are more than welcome to type in your comments and questions in the chat. This evening, we will be talking about let's get it and keep it. We're going to be talking about how to get sales and how to make sure that you keep sales coming in. So we all know we've been uh, learning in order to get sales, you have to have the right congregation, finding your congregation, knowing who your customers are, finding out who they are, and then getting your product or service out there so that people can know that you have a product or service, and then they will come to you and get what it is that you need. In order to uh, get your customers also, we've also talked about making friends from your potential customers. You want to be that friend to your customers. You want to dig deep and learn more about them, learn what it is that they want, learn what it is that they need, so that you can let them know how your product will benefit them. Mr. Peel always talks about it, the features, and benefits of your product or services so that the customers can know, okay, this is something that I want or this is something that I need, and they will get it from you. In order to keep it, you want to make sure that you have what your customers need in order to keep your sales coming in, constantly keep sales coming in. Make sure that you have what your customers need. And it is a difference because you want to make sure you have what your customers need. You also want to make sure you have what your customers want. Needing something and wanting something are two totally different things. I wanted an iPhone. Did I need an iPhone? No. I just needed a cell phone. But I wanted an iPhone because I love all things Apple. That's just me. I love gadgets. Okay. So you want to make sure that you have what your customers want and what they need. One of my vehicles that I had prior to the one I have now was a Dodge Nitro. I can't remember the year, but it was a Dodge Nitro. My dad and I went to the Dodge dealership because I, he took me there because I was going for a different kind of car. It was a Dodge, but it was a different kind of car. And I, we talked to the salesman. He came out, and I was talking to the salesman. He said, "Oh, okay. I um, well, you. I think you would really look good over there in this in this vehicle over here." And he pointed to this red Dodge Nitro, which is an SUV, and it had shiny rims on it. And my dad said, "When I look, when I saw your face, I knew we were not leaving the dealership until we got that truck." And so that was not the car that I was coming to get. I didn't need that Dodge Nitro, but when my dad saw my face. He saw that I wanted the Dodge Nitro. So the car salesman did his job. He made sure he had what I wanted, not what I needed. But he also, he, he did both. He made sure I have, he had what I wanted, 
and what I needed. He knew I came because I needed a vehicle. But he also knew, okay, she needs a vehicle, but she may want that over there. So, and that's how we ended up getting the Dodge Nitro. I ended up getting a Dodge Nitro. So you want to make sure you have what your customers need as well as what they want. Before I go on, is there anyone who would like to comment, have any thoughts or questions about what we've been talking about thus far? Right. Okay. I'm gonna keep it going, keep it moving. Also, questions you want to ask yourself. Well, how do you know if you have products or services that people want or need? So I'm gonna ask that question to you before I answer. How do you know that you have products or services that people want or need? Would anybody like to Volunteer and answer that question. How do you know that you have something that people want or need? Go ahead, Mr. Shell G. Um, it solves the problem for them. Okay, yes. <laughs> if your product or service solves people's problems, you, ha you definitely have something that people want and need. That is a great, oh my goodness, yes. Go ahead, Mr. Field. Well, also, if it allows them to take advantage of an opportunity. That's the other end of the stick. One of the end of the stick is I've got something I can solve your problems. The other end of the stick is I have something that can help you take advantage of the opportunity. And in this environment, I think it's both. I think there's an opportunity out there because of the environment we're in right now. It's never been out there before and hopefully will never be out there again. And there's plenty of problems out there that people are dealing with that we can help them Y'all are on the money. Thank you so much, Mr. Phil. So Michelle G says, if, if your product or service solves the problem, and Mr. Phil says, if people can take advantage of the opportunity. Yes. He said the other end of the spectrum, that is, that is, I love y'all so much. <laughs> y'all always say the right things. So you want to make sure that your product or service solves the problem and that people can take advantage of the opportunity of what it is that you have. Was there anyone else who wanted to comment or have a question about how you know if you have something people want or need? All right. I'll go ahead, Mr. Phil. Well, and I've, I've shared this many times with the group, but it's always nice to repeat it. You start off by asking questions and listening. Are you an active listener? Are you somebody that understands what active listening is and how that's different than just passive listening? So you wanna start off with current and past situation questions. Hey, what's going on now? And tell me about what's happened in the past. Then opportunity or problem questions. That way you determine whether they have an opportunity you're gonna help them leverage or they have a problem you're gonna help them solve. Then you wanna know what is the opportunity or the problems impacting? Does it impact uh, employee retention? Does it impact delivery? Does it impact dealing with stress? Does it impact dealing with change? Does it impact whatever that impacts? And then there's solution seeking questions. The great salesman can ask you a question that by you answering it, you're gonna tell that salesman what that salesman can do for you, which is much more powerful than the salesman telling you what you can do for you. So that's a skill, if you can develop that skill, that way you can find out what the customer needs and then have them tell you 
with their own words and through their own mouth on how you can help them. Thank you again for that, Mr. Phil. Yes, yes, sir. It all goes all goes back to learning more about your customer, digging deep and asking those questions that Mr. Phil was talking about. The current and past questions was uh, part of the things that he was talking about. You want to make sure you get to know your customers so that you can uh, really let them know what it is and how you can best serve them with your product or service. Thank you so much for that, Mr. Phil. All right. Did anyone else have anything they wanted to share before we moved on? All right. Keeping it going. Now, another question you should ask yourself, if I don't have something people want or need, how do I make my product something that people want or need? And Mr. Phil, he, he, he hit on it just now uh, a few moments ago, and we've been talking about it more and more. Go ahead, Ms. Michelle. I was just going to say, um, like he was saying, by listening to your asking questions, listening to them, um, polling your your um, customers, and um, paying attention to what they're telling you, even when you don't, when you're not polling, you're still paying attention to what things that they're saying, uh, even you know, without asking questions, listen to what they're saying and what they're needing. And mm -hmm. that's how you'll find out. Y'all are on it today. Y'all are always on it. That's why I love talking to y'all. Yes, thank you, Ms. Michelle. Going back, talking to your people, and she said, she said one thing that I had and I wrote down that I wanted to make sure I mentioned, and she said it, poll your audience. Make sure you poll your audience and look what it is that your customers are saying. Uh, I believe everyone on here, if not all of us, were on the daily meeting this morning with Antonio. And he was saying, he was telling, he was telling all of us, he was, he was talking to Reggie and myself, but he, he was talking to everyone in the, in the group that was on the call. Hey, go on your timeline and see what people are talking about. See what they're wanting. See what they're talking about to see what they want. You know, and if your product or service can, you know, fit what it is that they want, you go ahead and you know that those people are your customers. I saw a question. What if you don't know what you can do for them? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer this question, and I'm I'm gonna uh, see if anyone else would like to answer this question as well. Uh, Lady Maya says, "What if you don't know what you can do for them?" Think about what it is that you love to do for people, Maya, and then go poll your audience. So, Maya, are you able to talk? Yes. Okay. Now, Michelle G said, ask, ask people and tailor your business to do that. What is it that you love to do, Lady Maya? I love to, to make people happy, basically, just to kind of... Okay. Yeah. Well, keep going. I'm sorry. Wow. Yeah. Okay. You love to make people happy. Okay. So since you love to make people happy, you go and you poll your audience. You go to your social media and you poll your audience and you say, hey, what ways do you like to be made happy? Or something along that, those lines. And when they say what, they, what it is that, you know, makes them happy, you know, you tailor your business to that. Um, Mr. Phil. It, 
Would you mind answering this question as well? Sure. All right. Uh, Maya was asking, what if you don't know what you can do for people? Well, that means that you may not have thought through what you're offering them. Because you should think backwards. What do they need? And then how can I put together something that will fulfill their needs? That what I can charge them is enough that I can cover my cost and have a profit. If you watch Shark Tank, they're always asking, you know, how much margin? What's the margin? What's the margin? What do you, what do you make it for? What do you wholesale it for? And what is it retail for? Because in good business, you got to have that margin. You have cost of goods, you have expenses, you have revenue, and you should have profit at the end. You know, some people create a business where they don't make any profit. They, they, you can't make it up in volume. The more you sell, the more broke you get. So you got to do some research. And today with the internet, it's so easy to do research, but also intuitively, you know what people want. You know, well, they want to feel better about themselves. They want to feel better about the people around them. They want to deal with change. They want to deal with stress. They want to learn to communicate better. They want to learn how to get over the, the doldrums. I've been, I've been calling a lot of my past contacts recently and just said, how you doing? I was thinking about you. I just want to touch base with you. Today's episode is sponsored by Guideline. Choosing the right retirement plan for your employees can be a complicated decision for busy small business owners. But with Guideline, your 401k plan can be simple and seamless. Guideline provides easy and affordable 401k plans for small businesses and startups. Whether you're offering an employee retirement plan for the first time or want to make changes to your current retirement benefits, they design a plan to fit your needs. You can get set up in as little as 10 minutes. Guideline handles the admin, compliance testing, record keeping, and investment management. Over 13,000 companies use Guideline to manage their 401ks. With Guideline 401k, you and your employees can save money while saving for retirement. For a limited time, if you go to guideline.com slash B2B and tell them you came from B2B from A to Z, you can get a $100 gift card if you do not currently offer a 401k plan for your employees when you start your 401k plan with Guideline. That's guideline.com slash B2B to get a 401k for your business. Don't forget, that's guideline.com slash B2B. And tell them B2B from A to Z sent you. Yeah, how you, how you doing with this situation we're all dealing with? And then I just shut up and listen. And it's amazing how they say, boy, I appreciate you even called. I appreciate you were willing to listen. And then I find little nuggets of things that I might be able to do for them at no cost to them and no cost to me. It's just something I did for them. And then when we come out of this, and we will come out of this, they'll remember you. They'll say, boy, that, that Grace called me when things were tough and really helped me out. Now I need some help in this area. Maybe she can help me there and they'll call you. So now's the time to plant the seeds that will grow into some, some profits later on. Or you can go hide under the bed and see what that gets you. <laughs> All right, thank you so much, Mr. Phil. Lady Maya, did that answer your question? Yes, no hiding under the bed, sir. That's that. it, <laughs> that's it. But the thing that Mr. Phil is doing with the, you know, the people that he, he knows, I, I can so see. I can see you doing that. I can see you calling people, you know, and let them know. Hey, you know, just want to check on you, see how you're doing. 
Is, is, there, is there anything I can do for you? You say you love making people happy. Most times, like it's Phil said, most times people just want a listening ear and just to know that someone is there that really cares. And I'm telling you, you call somebody out of the blue and like, man, why call me? And I wasn't expecting that. That you will make their day. All right. Anyone and then I'll, I'll, even, I'll, I'll even start the conversation is you popped into my head and so I'm just acting on, on some mm-hmm. prompting I've got. And people appreciate that. And it's it's true now. They may have popped into my head because my contacts on my phone. Right. That's what made them pop into my head, but I don't tell them that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Good deal. Yeah. Yes. I mean, we've got tools now. Back when I was doing this in the old days, you know, we had to look get phone books. We had to buy leads. We had to we had to have these big directories with phone numbers in them and everything else. And now we carry around our directory with us. And you, you want to know who to call? Just open up your phone and go through your contact list. You know, now it's nice if you've got a lot of people in your contact list. And if you don't have a lot of people in your contact list, what do you have to do? Start putting people in your contact list. You know, make it a goal that I'm going to start adding people to my contact list now, today, as you run across people. I think I've got 1,500 or 1,600 people in mind. Wow. All right, sir. Okay. Maya says, yes, sir, will do. All right. Thanks so much for that, Mr. Phil. Okay. Did anyone else? Maurice, did you have anything, a question or comment? Go ahead. I did. I wanted to mention too, um, that was a takeaway from this morning's meeting was, that was, um, and it's been stuck with me all day. Um, Two things I want to mention, and to to Phil's point um, about past clients that people are doing that, um, we got an email today from a hotel that we did a class at. It happened to be in Cleveland, Ohio. So the hotel, you know, hotels we brought out, it just happened to be brought out and it was the, um, I forget the name of the what, who they were, but they were brought out by another one. I believe they, they were brought out by Hyatt. But the email went went just like what you said. Hey, we're just thinking about you. Um, we know you did a class here back in 2008 and um, we have a new, we spent $6 million in renovation. And if you're interested, give us a call and these times I'm sure we can work out something um, you know some good prices on if you're interested in doing another class here the hotel you know and you know the hospitality industry is really taking a big hit with everything that's going on now um, and then the other takeaway that I wanted to mention was that when the question was asked about distinguishing your personal page from your business page and making sure that you can distinguish the difference and knowing that people that's on your personal page are there for personal reasons and that people on your business page are there for business reasons and not to mix up the two because and I, and you know and this is this for on a personal for me that was like I was hitting my head bumping my head with that for a long time thinking that you know the perfect person said why well, can't get people to buy from me or why couldn't I get them to you know support but that was it. They're on your personal page for personal reasons. And then you're not going to. So that was just a good takeaway to kind of add to that and to know first identifying who, who the audience is. So now that I know that I'm dealing with a person on my personal page and using that personal page, you know, 
to help to tailor the conversation and content for the business page, you know. So that was very um, powerful and a good takeaway, kind of to, to make sure that you understand your audience. You're being present right there with, with, with who you're talking to. That's what that, that was what worked for me with that one. It was real powerful and a aha moment, you know, a light bulb moment, you know, just so to speak. Yeah, I agree with all that. We have, because we've been doing this for so long, a lot of our clients are also our friends. And we don't talk business on, on our personal page. You know, we stay in touch on a personal level and may message each other or, or you know, like each other's things because we like each other and respect each other and respect each other's business and family and keep up with all that. And, you know, we don't talk business there, but, you know, a lot of them are also um, like our business page as well. And we put the business things there and they know that we're there and they can keep up with it there. But, you know, sometimes there is that cross, but just, just know to keep up with them and their family and, and do positive posts that kind of reflect you as a person that, you know, they, they know your character because your character has a lot to do with whether they're going to hire you or not. Thank you so much for that Maurice and Miss Susan. And then go ahead, sir. Yeah, a friend of mine, Jeffrey Gittimer, he's a sales trainer. He gets like $25,000 for an hour to $30,000 for an hour. My three favorite Gittimer lines are number one, most salespeople aren't willing to do the work to make selling easy. I think that's a great line. Most salespeople aren't willing to do the work to make sales Number two, it's not our customer's job to remember us. And number three, and he's trademarked this, nobody likes to be sold, but everyone loves to buy. So he actually trademarked that. Okay. Yes, yes. Jeffrey Gittimer is really good. Really one of the greatest. Uh, so I have one of his books. It's called uh, The Little Red Book of Selling. So yes. <laughs> good, good. Yes. It, no one loves selling, but they love to buy. Yes. It, okay. I don't like to be sold, but I love to buy. My bill is, if I buy, that means you had to sell me on something. So, Mr. Peel, can you break that down real quick? Yeah, it, it, really, it really comes down to trust. You know, do I trust the person I'm dealing with to understand me well enough that are willing to give me something that will fulfill my needs? The best car salesman I've ever been across is a friend of mine, Ralph Marinacci. And I started buying cars from him when I was 18 years old. And I've probably bought 80% of my cars from him in my lifetime, which have been a few, if you can imagine. <laughs> and here's how we would do it. I would call him up. I would tell him what I wanted. He would find it. I would buy it. And if anything was wrong, he would fix it. That was our deal. Never negotiated price with him because I didn't want to insult him. I trusted him enough that he didn't have enough margin to hear that he'd make his money, but he'd give me the best price he could. 
that's the kind of relationship you want to have with your customers that they trust you well enough that they're going to tell you what their needs are. You're going to go find what, what they said they needed. You're going to offer it to them. They're going to buy. And if anything doesn't work, you're going to fix it. Right. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. All right. All right. Okay. So to recap, in order to get your customers and to get sales, you want to make sure that you have what it is. You have a product or service that customers want and need, and you dig deep, talk to your customers, find out what it is that they're looking for, what they want, what they need, tailor your business, your product or service to that, and let them know how they can greatly benefit from what it is that you have. And then to keep sales coming in, you continue to do that same process. You, you keep up with the customers, continue to talk with them, see what it is that they want or need, make sure that you have what it is they want or need. And another way that you know that you have something, a product or service that others want or need is when a customer has your product or service and then they go and tell others about it. You definitely have a product or service that others want or need. Word of mouth is the best advertisement ever. And when somebody tells, oh, if I have a friend in the Philadelphia area, New Jersey area, yeah, I'm going to uh, buy a house. You know anybody that can help me out? I sure do. I got a good friend of mine, Maurice Muhammad, that you, I, I'm, I'm going to give him your number, and he will take good care of you. Oh, but you know what? I'm looking to start a nonprofit. I just don't know how to get it off the ground. You know anybody? I sure do. And Michelle Graham, I'm going to give you her number. I'm pretty sure she can take care of you. She will greatly take care of you. Oh, I'm, I'm looking to. Uh, I'm, I'm getting started into to speaking and professional speaking, but I just need to have the tools and the, you know, the things that you need to, to get. I, you know anybody? I sure do. I got some humor consultants for you. We'll take good care of you. Word of mouth, best advertisement ever. You advertisement ever. You know you have something that people want or need when others are talking about your product or your service. Um, I've been doing the math videos online. Thank you to those of you who have been commenting on my videos. And I've been having people say, oh, thank you for these videos. Parents need, uh, parents need these types of videos because the kids are at home and they want them to continue to learn. And so coming up with something that uh, Antonio told me two years ago to do. It's okay, I'm doing it now. <laughs> but it's something that definitely, people, parents definitely want and need for their children. And you wanna make sure that you have that with your product or service. Did anyone, oh, go ahead, Mr. Phil. Yeah, and, and the challenge, and I've said this before on the, most people have a very negative view of salesmen because you, you know the line, Oh, he could sell ice cubes to the Eskimos. Yeah. To me, that's to me that's offensive. Unless that Eskimo needed those ice cubes, the fact that you could sell ice cubes to an Eskimo that means you're a manipulator. That means you're a crook. That means you're a thief. So I'm offended when somebody says that. And now the Eskimo may need ice cubes because he doesn't or she doesn't have a way to create the cubes, and therefore you can provide them with value. But just to say that. That's what puts salesmen in a bad light because they have this reputation from the old snake oil salesman. You know, hey, I got this back in the old days. 
I wrote an article in 1982, you thought you were a banker, not a salesman. That had talked about the selling process in the banking environment. And you know what? It's still valid today. I still send it out. When I run into a banker, I send it to them. And they go, Phil, this article is as valid today as it was in 82. I said, I know. That's either that's a good thing and a bad thing. We haven't progressed. He goes, you're right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But people do, you know, most people do have, when they hear the word sales, they have, it's like a bad connotation with it. <laughs> and so you want to make sure that, we talked about it one in another training where you don't have to tell people that you're in sales, but you you answer questions and you you tell people what it is that you have to offer about your business or your service. Because a lot of times people don't want to be salesmen, but they have products or services that they need to sell. <laughs> so you want to make sure that you have you put it in a good light. Let people know, hey, I'm not a crook. I am not, you know, the snake oil salesman. I am the person who is here to help you with what it is that you need, help you with what it is that you want. Does anyone else have any questions or thoughts? Yeah, I have a thought to, to add to Go ahead, sir. You know, function supersedes title. That's what comes to mind. You know, is function. So if you do the function, of serving a person then you don't have to sell them you know so almost as you know so if you serving a person and giving information on what you do well let's use math and you like with the videos it will be no brand for me to make sure i reach out to you if i need some math tutoring and i need you know or because of your um because you're you're, you're you're doing the function so that's what comes to mind is like function supersedes the title you know in sales from doing it or carrying it out then i'm not really selling you you know that'll automatically happen you know that that's a natural thing it'll the natural process of it should happen if i'm serving you you know if i serve you in the manner then i don't have to sell you you know and and that's one of the takeaways i'm learning from these classes you know is that because the long for a long time there's a negative connotation to sell and i didn't really realize it until i started listening to and taking the classes and it was that negative of being sold by someone that was able to sell ice to an Eskimo or sell a Brooklyn Bridge to you and, or sell you, you know, stay in New York City, you know, or being in that, dealing with, having that experience with individuals. And I'm in sales, you know, and dealing with that. So, but when you, you know, that was the takeaway. That was, that's what I thought. That's the thought I had to add. Thank you for letting me share that. Yeah. All right. Thank you. That's good. That's, you know, you're right. You're right. You know, it's when you put it as I'm, you know, I'm not selling, I'm really serving. In which, in which case you are. Your product or your service, you are actually serving people with what it is that you have. And when you look at it like that, when, you, you know, people, people will tell you all the time, man, I'm not good in sales. I have, I know I have this product and service, but I'm not good in sales. But if, if you put it in, you let them know, hey, you're actually serving people with your product or service. They'll, you know, they, you know what? You're right. That's what I'm doing, and they will, they will take that a lot better, and then, and then uh, really go with it. Because one of one of our very own, uh, Adonia, yeah, she doesn't like sales. You know, she don't like sales either. Uh, 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 no. 
But when she knows that she's serving and helping people within her gifts, you couldn't stop her. So thank you for that, Maurice. Anyone else? Any questions or thoughts? All right. Well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this week's Branding and Cash Flow. Those of us who are part of the Bureau of Dominant Speakers, get ready. In about 27 minutes, we will be going in training with Phil and Susan Sorrentino on having fun while getting paid to speak. As soon as we jump off this call, we'll be jumping on the next call. If you want to chime in early, you can. We will be getting started at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So thank you again for joining us. Everyone have a good night, and we will see you on another call. Take care, everyone. I'm not sure if you already know this, but you're already absolutely perfect. You're already absolutely great. And you're already living in massive abundance. The most important things that you have is not what you have. It's not what you do. It's what you know. Because the people who do know what you need to know to lead the middle class, they're in the top 1%. And they control 96% of the world's income. 97% of this world is trading time for money, and that is not the way to become rich, it's not the way to become wealthy, and it is absolutely not the way to leave the middle class. There are 7.8 billion people in the world right now, and they all wanna learn how to make money and how to leave the middle class. But the way to become a master at anything is to learn all the rules and then bend them to your favor. Right now in this world, there are 2,057 billionaires, right now. So if you think becoming a billionaire is, a, is impossible, that's 2,057 people that have already proved that impossibility incorrect. And if you think that's crazy, there are 46.8 million millionaires in the world, worldwide right now. Now think about that. 46.8 million millionaires, and that number grows 1,730 millionaires every single day. Money is everywhere. You don't need to max out your credit cards. You don't need to borrow from granddad and grandma. Just look behind me. Look at all the wealth sitting behind me in this junkyard. It's insane how much money is everywhere, and you don't need to go out there and beg, bar, and steal to get it. You just need to know the rules of making money and how to leave the middle class. Essentially, all you need to know is the algorithm of making money, the rules of making money. All you need to know is what to do and how to do it, and you can leave the middle class. Any industry, yoga, golf, underwater basket weaving, clipping fingernails, it doesn't matter. All you have to do is know how to do it, how to get it done, and then find somebody to teach you how to do it, how to get it done, and you will be able to leave the middle class. If you're not getting my point, it's real simple. Whatever you have up here, as long as you understand the rules of leaving the middle class, as long as you understand how to get money, you can take what's up here and get wealthy for what you already have. Right now, the very thing you know up here is already being searched a thousand times a second on Google. Someone right now, actually 1,730 people right now, are gonna become a millionaire from the stuff that you have in your head. Why can't this be you? I mean, it's 1,730 people with your ideas that are no better than you, that are gonna leave the middle class, become a millionaire. Why are you not next? So how do we do this? 
how do we take what you know and apply it to objective money-making secrets and then allow you to leave the middle class? How do we take you from where you are and let you escape to where you want to go? So how do we make all this money or take all this knowledge from the Warren Buffers, from Elon Musk, how do we take everything that everyone before you has done and how do we take all of that and then put it in your head so you can leave a legacy for your family? My name is Antonio T. Smith Jr. 32 years ago, I lived in a trash can. That's right, from six to 14, I had no running water, no electricity, no anything. And somehow I'm in the top 1% today not because I had the right background, not because I had a silver spoon in my mouth, simply because being homeless made me learn how to make money. I retired when I was 29 years old. I'm more than likely younger than you. I'm one of the top 1% income earners in one of the richest countries in the world. What I learned how to do when I was six years old was learn how to generate enough money to eat some cookies so I wouldn't die to death from starvation. From there, I learned how to go from cookies to a meal from a meal to clothes, to clothes, to shelter, to everything else that supplied my necessary needs. When I was six, I was forced to learn how to make money, and now that's what I'm gonna do and help you do. I've seen amazing results. I have my own economy, I've homeschooled my own children, and I wrote a book that teaches you every single thing that I know about making money, every single thing that other people know about making money, and most importantly, all the stuff that we don't tell you. Because the truth is, and you know it like I know it, the most honest, the most hardworking, unselfish people on planet Earth live in the middle class. Yet, your honesty, your unselfishness, your devout religion going self is not enough to get to the top 1% and that's not fair. The second half of my life has been not about how much money I make, but how I will be remembered from all the money that I have made. And I've been trying to teach everybody how to get out the middle class. I'm the crazy guy famous on the internet for trying to create 100,000 millionaires. I've created eight so far. I got a ninth one on the way, all the way from India. That's pretty cool. And what I want to tell you is something very simple. It's been hard. It's been absolutely hard to help people leave the middle class, not because of the people, because the system would rather keep you being someone else's money instead of you having your own economy and having the money come find and flow to you. It was frustrating because I knew that anybody can make money. And if you knew what I knew, you would change your life. Over the last few years, I built a large following of over half a million people every month that pay me to actually for me to give them advice. Well, that's been exciting for me. And the cool thing is I've created thousands of six-figure earners. I've created millionaires. I've created people who can live their dreams and hold on to their legacies. And now my eyes are on you to create you to what you need to be great. I have been teaching my principles and these principles to hundreds of thousands of people around the world, every country, all continents, and anyone who has taken them seriously, written them down and applied them, have a 100% success rate of leaving the middle class. I've taught these secrets to my following and my inner network, and I've watched them go from four figures to five figures, five figures to six figures, seven figures all the way to eight. Everything that I've ever learned, everything I've ever learned from millionaire mentors, billionaire mentors, and everything I learned from being homeless, and everything that got me into the top 1%, I have placed inside of a book. 
To date, it is the longest book that I've ever written, the most best book that I've ever written, and that book is called The Richest Man and the Trash Can, and I'm offering it to you today for free. This book is gonna show you how to become wealthy into the top 1% and leave the middle class. This book is gonna give you a step-by-step -step plan if you're 30 years old, all the way to 70 years old, how to get into the top 1%. If you're a teenager, how to get to the top 1%. If you're a millennial, how to get to the top 1%. It's gonna teach you how to make six figures immediately, teach you how to get to a million dollars immediately, and all that good stuff. Plus, I'm gonna give you the 36 objective laws of leaving the middle class. Plus, I'm gonna give you every last one of my secrets that have made me rich. You have to understand that leaving the middle class is the most important fight that you're gonna have in your life. Let me be honest with you, and you can kind of relate to this. It almost takes $450,000 a year just to be broke in America. And that's just in America. If you don't leave the middle class, which is actually an illusion, then you are gonna have a really hard time. Think about it for a second. Some of, most of you are gonna be watching this are gonna be baby boomers, and you've been sold a bad check. They lied to you. Your retirement was not enough for you to live comfortable, and I'm gonna give you this book for free so you can figure out how to triple your retirement and then quadruple your retirement, and then as Grant Cardone would say, 10 extra retirement so you can live the life that's worthy of you. I want you to remember that leaving the middle class is the most important battle that you could ever face in your entire life, especially for your family. So consider this video, this book, your friendly tap on the shoulder. I want to send you a free copy of this book because I believe that abundance is your birthright. I believe that abundance is freedom. And I believe that this book is right for you. In fact, I believe in that so much that I will send you the book for free. All you have to do is cover the cost of shipping. I'll eat the cost. I'll take the loss. And all you have to do is get the book and dominate your reality right now and apply the principles so you can be the best person for your life that is yours. Fill out the form sitting right there to the right. Go ahead, dominate your reality. I can't wait to send you my book. I can't wait to meet you. I can't wait to have you as someone that's been on the journey with me. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plant better. You can dominate.